Did you ever ask why? Why we toppled all those dictators, undermined all those regimes? Welcome to Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell Kelly. Joining me are Devon, Abby Thorne, and Matty Lubchansky. I fucked that up. I'll go again. <laughs> I, I said a fucking, I did a glossal stop in the middle of your name. I was like, Matt. Have you not? Yeah, that's why the exclamation point is there. <laughs> yeah, join us, Matty Lubchansky. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Or possibly uh, also Devon. Actually, can we start the podcast with the three, two, one? Because that's also a cool way to start a podcast. And we can do a callback yeah. to it later. I yeah, think it's yeah, a better sure. drop. Well, we just cut, cut this hey, middle hey. bit out. Make some of this into a cold open for me. Cheers! <laughs> it's the free one. It's the free one. Hello and you, welcome. Fuck you. <laughs> cunts. Fucking cunts. What? That was to Nate! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get through this. We're gonna start the podcast right now. Hello and welcome to Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell Kelly. Joining me are Devon, Abigail Thorne, and special guest Massey Lubchansky. Massey, how's it going? I'm doing great, and I'm ready to talk about this golden die. A golden die. Mm. Bury me with my golden eye. It is 1995, baby. Uh, That's right. Nostalgia time. I am a small child. I am sitting on the sofa. I am asking my mother what that woman in the video is doing, and she is refusing to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I am a glint in my father's eye at this point. Uh, To be fair, I was Uh, two years old in 1995. I'm talking about when I watched it later on VHS. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm the oldest of you. I was four when this movie came out, but I also would later see it on VHS. It was the first Bond movie that I saw. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, absolutely. This is like in my head as Bond movie. This Mm -hmm. is what a Bond movie is. I would Uh, just like to state for the record that I was uh, nine or ten when this came out. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) So... This is this is after a six year gap in Bond movies. We've had uh, like damn near a decade uh, since License to Kill, the Bond movie that wasn't a Bond movie, uh, and everybody thought that Dalton was going to come back, and he just didn't because mm, never let them make you do a third movie, I guess. And so this script was written for Dalton, the script for mm. Goldeneye, but instead they got. Pierce Brosnan. And did they ever get Pierce Brosnan? The Dalton's Dalton. The, y- yes. Dalton squared. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so Welsh, he's crossed back around again and he's not Welsh anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every single pocket filled with maggots. He's Irish. I cannot... I can't stop thinking about the pocket maggots. This is going to be a real I'm, problem I'm for me. I'm still on the I'm fucking like... pocket maggots. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you haven't listened to the License to Kill episode, go back and do that now. We'll wait. Uh, but but Pierce Brosnan's it, mm. Irish, but um, unlike uh, unlike previous Bonds from other countries, he can actually do a perfect English accent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But I, I guess we should start off by saying, like, by 1995, pacing and editing and having a good movie are mm-hmm. all things that have been invented. Mm-hmm. Um, also, computers—they've invented the shit out of computers. Yeah, and so and so, like this thing. It, it, it tells us actually there's like one of the facts that comes up on Amazon is like this is the first Bond movie to use CGI yeah yeah, yeah. my god 
do they want to use CGI for most things? Right. Mm. But we start with pacing. Uh, James Bond 007 runs out of the popular video game GoldenEye 007 onto uh, the Archangel's Dam in the Soviet Union. Bungie jumps off that dam in like the second shot. And already I'm like hooting and hollering. We're like mm. seconds into this movie and I'm like, yes, we're fucking going. Uh, he like pulls himself down the dam and then immediately into the men's bathroom at the base of that dam. James Bond bathroom cop. Well, that's where the bathroom is, right? It goes directly into the dam. James Bond bathroom intruder. Yeah. There's genuinely, I'd forgotten how bathroom intruder this sequence is, right? Because, like, the way they're playing it is they kind of hype it up as, like, Bond is this, like, dangerous, faintly sort of monstrous presence, right? And so there's legitimately a shot where Bond, his face in shadows, emerges from a vent above a Soviet soldier taking a shit. He just needed to inspect (laughs) that soldier's gender. This is the law. But then, then they put yeah. a nice twist in it because having built him up as like quite sinister and like shady, he then has this like charming line as the soldier realizes he's there and he goes, "I'm awfully sorry, I forgot to knock," and knocks him out. Yeah, in the perfect English accent, mm. it's great. Um, and then he 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 like exits the room. He open he opens the door to the bathroom and then he does this thing right. And this is gonna be I'm gonna put this up front now. This is the thing that I notice most about Brosnan is the door opening, right? It's a weird thing to be distinctive, but it really is. Once, you, once you've once you noticed that he opens doors weird, you'll notice that he does it every time. And so, like, he opens this door, right? It's a relatively simple show. He's got to, like, open the door, point the gun around, and then walk across the, the shot, right? But the way he does this is fully, like... The thing I was talking about previously about how Bond enters a room, then spends five or six seconds locked in a I have entered this room. He like slams the door open, points the Walther PPK at like two instances of nothing, and then just sort of like stands there with his hand up and then just like moves yeah, fully, from cover like, not to even, cover like that. Not even hiding next to a door. He just opens the door, stands in the open doorway, silhouetted perfectly, yes. and just like holds that position for but The thing is, like, it's, it's, it's kind of a like a cart and horse thing for me, right? Because I don't know if he's moving like a child would move if they were pretending to be James Bond, or if that's just how like when I grew up, that's how kids pretended to be James Bond, because that's what Pierce Brosnan did. Now, I'll say, could this be a leftover from the faithful adaptation of the video game they're doing that this movie is? <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, my... he enables DK mode, and his head gets really big. <laughs> my notes here say I really, really like Sick. Pierce Brosnan's physical acting. I think as a physical performance, I think he fucking nails James Bond, especially in this opening scene where he is moving in such a way as to be silent. He's like trying to be quiet. He is sneaking. But at the same time, he shows us so much about the character and that he's so upright and disciplined. Mm. Like, I, I think he does a fucking incredible performance performance in this opening scene weird doors or not maybe it's mm. age right because like it's definitely become sort of a point of like faint parody like in his sort of like quiet audition for bond and layer cake uh one of the things that daniel craig does is he gets his hands on a silenced pistol mm. and he does the sort of like pierce brosnan as bond moving thing like the mm. holding the pistol upwards and like sort of moving from corner to corner yeah. so maybe that's just like that that's his like mark on the character that's what's distinctive here mm. but anyway having having intruded upon the bathroom uh bond like um infiltrates this soviet chemical weapons facility 
and there's danger on every side, and he's moving very stealthily. Uh, and he gets stuck in a storeroom, and out of the shadows, a guy points a gun in his face, and it's fucking Sean Bean, 006, mm. also doing... Yeah, baby. Yeah, accent. baby. My notes when I first saw uh, Pierce Brosnan says, there he is, and then my notes two seconds later when I first saw Sean Bean says, there he is. <laughs> there <laughs> he is. And he's, do- he's doing this sort of like, uh, f- like faintly posh accent. There's like... He has what is admittedly a frankly baffling line in this scene, which is half of everything is luck, James. And the other half Fate. Which what? Yeah, no question what the hell that means. Fate. Fate's in a fully different accent to half of everything is luck, James. But yeah, and the, uh, what and you, the what other the half. What the fuck are you talking about, Alex? A lot of becoming so lucky I outwit fate. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Luck and fate, the two opposing diametric forces yeah, yeah, yeah. pressing on us at so, all times. So, so 006 mm. and 007, James Bond and Alec Trevelyan, who is uh, being played by Sean Bean and his two accents. I very uh, nearly uh, changed my surname to Trevelyan when I became an actor because I just think <laughs> it's such a fucking cool name. It's a oh, cool it's so name. Good. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah, good. absolutely. And like Alec Trevelyan, only time the name Alec has ever been cool, I think. Very nearly um, changed it to Alec as well the first time I changed it. <laughs> Fucking rules. You just were going to name yourself Alec Trevelyan. Yeah, I, it was on the list. wearing a lot of like black. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, so Bond and Trevelyan primarily communicate in quips. Uh, which is like really fucking annoying, actually. <laughs> they, they they like set the charges on uh, a bunch of chemical weapon tanks. Trevelyan gives him the weird line about luck and fate, and then the alarms go off, which is what we what we heard in the clip, right? And this, the the Soviet soldiers rush in, and you're just like, please fucking shoot these guys. They're doing bits now. Uh, uh, genuinely, Trevelyan's Soviets- doing a silly voice, like. Somebody's pretending to be Italian. Like, Shh. Pierce Brosnan's like, got a little uh, thing. He's playing drops on it. <laughs> well, Sean Bean answers the question: What if a Russian was English? Was a mm. Russian? I think is what he's doing. Alec and Bond's interactions were written by a man who has never had a friend and thinks yes. this is how friends communicate. You just do bits um, to each other all the time. Which, to be fair, is our friendship. Mm. Attack and receive. Um, but <laughs> they they. The Soviet soldiers get locked out, and then my notes here just say, "Me and the boys go and ape shit on some glass." <laughs> because, like, they all stand in a row and shoot their way through some bulletproof glass in like a five-second-long shot. Oh yeah, it's really great, old. fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, so Bond plants some explosives, and he sets the time for six seconds. But then the leader of the, minutes, the Soviet minutes. soldiers, six yes. minutes. God, that'd be a fast movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, a, a six-second fucking countdown. Bond suicide Bond goes, bombs the chemical weapons. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> why why Panicked, would this, he why would... <laughs> tosses a fistful of maggots at the bomb? <laughs> shit! Shit! <laughs> no, that's when you have to reload the level and start again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he sets Bond, the timer Bond for six reloads minutes. reloads the level. He sets, sets the timer, the timer for, for six, six minutes. minutes. Um, and then uh, Alec has been captured by General Oromov. Yeah, Colonel Oromov at this oh, point. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, he's like a young I love Oromov, a woman who enjoys like, pulling rank. 
did you see the fucking stance that Oromov was stood in? Oh yeah, one hand on up. the hip, <laughs> one hand on the Makarov. Yeah, yeah. Absolute his, his king his shit. Slightly bent knees. He's in a perfect <laughs> I'm a little teapot shooting <laughs> position, holding Alec Trevelyan now, at what, gunpoint. What's funny is that he's also not coded as gay. If anything, he's coded as being like a Nazi. He's got a weirdly mm. German accent yeah. for a Russian. Yeah. And his whole bit is kind of like... Hindahok Americana for you, the war is over, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> I mentioned this before, all the Soviets in this movie, all the Russians in general are just the commie Nazis from that one McBain movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're absolutely. just like Soviet Union's over. So yeah, top secret. Yeah, exactly. He does have a Nazi ass accent. So so uh Trevelyan is like uh at gunpoint, Bond bumps the charges up to three minutes, right? And then Trevelyan just gets fucking shot as Bond tries to surrender. We get this little uh, line which where he says, for England, James, and gets shot. Because earlier on, they had a little exchange where Trevelyan goes, for England, James? And, and which then, is a weird thing to say. It's a yeah, weird, it, and James it's, is like, yes, for a, England. Like, yeah, it's odd. Yes, me, an Irish man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Trevelyan gets shot, and then Bond plays chicken with a bunch of drums of, like, nerve gas. Mm-hmm. The most important a, note first is that... He sets the timer for three mm-hmm. minutes now. Yes. Moves yeah. it down by three. Yes. Uh, and then he's sort of like moving this trolley of chemical weapons. Very uh, slowly. Well. Yeah, very, very. It's got, like, it's got a creaky wheel. They really milk this bit. <laughs> he's moving like a man who has more than three minutes to spare. Yes. Yeah. They, and they, they, can't, a, they can't shoot him because if they shoot, they'll, they'll blow the gas tanks up. And one yeah. of the Soviet soldiers does actually uh, like let off, a, he does an ND, a negligent discharge, um, and he fires around. And Urimov turns around and just shoots this motherfucker dead. Um, oh, yeah. With the same gun that he shot Trevelyan with. I am gonna bring this up later. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Mm, that's a great, yeah. that's a great point, actually. Uh, so, so like, there's an interesting bit of physical comedy here where Bond sort of like runs out of room and he bumps up against a conveyor belt, and Oromov is like, "Gotcha." Um, so, but, but Bond, of course, always has something up his sleeve. So he activates the conveyor belt, leaps onto it, uh, kills a bunch of guys with an AK, which sets up a lot, like. This is kind of a recurring theme in this movie. Bond shoots a lot of guys dead. Bond straight up kills a lot of people. Unusually high kill count. Yeah, Um, this is part of what the the fucking unprovoked violence category was sort of in preparation for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just how many people Pierce Brosnan goes apeshit on. I mean, they were shooting at him, but he also kills a lot of people in the, like, escaping anywhere. Yeah, I I was trying to think whether Bond, whether we'd seen Bond with an AK before, and we have once. It's in, um... A fucking octopusy. octopusy of all things, yeah. where Roger Moore slides oh, down right. a banister and kills two guys with one. But like that—that's nothing. Bond goes through dozens of goons. Mm. Here. Um, anyway, uh, there's like uh, he escapes onto an airstrip. There's a, a small plane, like a Cessna, taking off. He chases it down. Has to like get into it in midair after he and it go over the edge of the like cliff the runway is on. Um. And then sort of like pulls it out of a, a terminal dive, right? There's this weird shot where he's like jiggling the stick mm. as if it's gonna do something. It's jammed um, as 
Yeah, but Bond Bond cranks off a plane to completion. It activates um, the wiggler in a pl- I, I actually went to engineering yeah. school, so I could tell you, yeah, it's the, you activate the wiggler in a plane, ah. and it, uh, it reverses the direction it's going. Yeah, the, the wiggled becomes the wiggler at last, mm. Mr. Bond. Uh, <laughs> and the plant blows up. He escapes from the plane, the plant blows up, and we get the opening credits, which, banger alert. Incredible. Oh. Oh. The opening credits have this. First of all, they've they've invented computer graphics. Um, yeah. The opening credits have terrible. this truly, truly strong theme of the collapse of the Soviet Union. I was oh, nearly yeah. crying by the end of yeah. it. It's like, hauntological li- as fuck. If, yeah. I, if I list some of the imagery here, you're going to start thinking I'm lying to you. But we have uh, <laughs> statues of Lenin collapsing. We've got a hammer and a sickle that fall to the ground and crack apart. And then the mm-hmm. funniest one is right at the end. We have. Hot women wearing yep. stiletto heels hitting crumbling statues of Stalin with sledgehammers. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, because no. this movie has fucking themes. Like, it actually has artistic... <laughs> they're like actually really trying to say something with this film, and we'll get to what they're trying to say it's later on. It's the best written Bond yeah, film they, we've yet seen. Yeah, they're actually like seen. trying to make an artistic statement with a James Bond film. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. the best script we've yeah. yet seen. However, uh, this is like... Hauntology, right? But it's not hauntology in the typical way where we're like, oh, we missed the Soviet Union, we're sad communists. No, this is hauntology for pre 9 11 end of history shit. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that's written for after the final victory of liberal democracy, mm. right? And as such, there are more than a few lines in here which are now hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. We'll get to those. Uh, so. We're back in, right? The theme song to Banger, the opening credits are great. And then we're with Bond, who is on vacation in, like, Monte Carlo, like, driving on a mountain road, with... An Aston Martin an DB5. M- an, an Aston Martin DB5 with an MI6 psychiatrist who has been sent to evaluate him because they finally worked out that this man is, is a psychopath mm-hmm. and should not be employed by anyone. Least of all MI6. Um, and she's this kind of like rather prim but still attractive sort of uptight woman, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you get... I have a, so much to say about this scene. I have like a page of notes about this. He scene. calls her dear, which is a bit... Oh, it's a bit Roger Morrish. My, my does, first note here he is does. James is an absolute shit. He's, uh, he's a, he's a cunt to women. You. Yes. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But what happens is we get a sort of like a virgin versus Chad thing, right? Because as she's talking... Uh, Famke Janssen, the most trans cis woman who has uh, ever, ever transition goals Janssen. Yeah, <sighs> uh, looking incredible, driving a red Ferrari three five five, pulls alongside and simply invites James to race. Now, there's a lot going on here, right? Because they do. There's a race scene, right? And throughout it, the, the the psychiatrist, whose name is Caroline, although I don't think that's actually stated, makes yeah. kind of like what I can only describe as like wibbly noises. Mm-hmm. Like she makes English Bond woman does, noises. This woman Bond is now does, a turf, absolutely hundred and ten percent. Yeah, but like Bond Hopefully. does something daring, and and she makes a noise like I have a drop. <laughs> Literally, like <laughs> becoming the wibbler. She she starts to sound like, a bit like a muppet, but like. Um, what's what's I interesting is Kermit next to her just <laughs> flailing around her arms. Going. <laughs> There's there are two kinds of women, right? In this scene, uh, sexy 
and annoying. And the annoying ones try to use psychology on you mm. uh, and, and no, say things you. and say things like, "Hmm, isn't it interesting that you're driving around in this fast car, right?" I know what you're doing. Really? What's that, dear? You are just trying to show Thank off you. the size of your your engine ego. Or there's sexy, and this and sexy is defined in sort of in Zenya's terms. Uh, as you know, she, she's she looks incredible, but she's like wearing a sort of low cut top and a scarf and everything. She's driving a fast car, and yeah, no, it's it's fucking weird, really right? well and shot. Course, though, this whole car race sequence is and like, of course, at, at its at its core, at its core, right? There is the ultimate boomer fantasy, which is a fucking car made in the sixties keeping pace with a modern Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that's that's like a synecdoche for Bond as a whole to me is like trying to make this like all the time they try and sell him as like a man out of time or whatever and that's we'll get into how that's kind of having your cake and eating it but it's like trying to propel this uh, product of 60s Britain and having it try and like keep pace with modernity and even mm. exceed it and it just it gets more and more of a reach and it gets more and more pathetic. Well, he well Zenia does win. He does well. He lets Zenia go eventually because they stop yeah. and they pull over so that Bond can shag the psychiatrist. And it, it's quite mm. nice that she she does sell it that she's actually kind of secretly really into him because as he's like putting the moves on her, she closes her eyes and goes in for the kiss, and Bond pulls back to get in one more line. So he is kind of like reeling mm. her in, but she does. It's it's not like whereas Connery would just like grab this woman and possibly done some sort of crime. She is very clearly yes. like extremely into this whole thing. Three yeah. minutes twenty two seconds. Uh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I timed it too. Yeah, the, well, what's yeah. in, what's interesting about this sex scene, right, is that he does fuck her out of existence. Like he fucks <laughs> oh, her out of the gone. movie. She's, she's gone. out of here. She's she fucking... off one of those cliffs. <laughs> she's gone. This, because... this scene, right, the fact that this comes back after a fucking break implies a couple of things to me. And that implies that they they wrote this scene sort mm -hmm. of as like a, don't worry, he's still Bond. Mm -hmm. So he does all of the Bond things compressed down into one scene. He quips, yeah. he's rude to women, but then he has sex with them uh, and he drives a fast car. It's like, mm -hmm. this is the most concentrated mm. bond they've ever come up with i guess oh, yeah. i guess there's probably be a few people in the audience who'd never seen a bond film before because they were like exactly, 12 when the last yeah. one came out so Six this scene years. like really tells you like this is who james bond is this is what he does he's a spy he drives mm. cars he fucks that's it and and what's another thing about bond so much he, he gambles he gambles he gambles and so immediately having fucked this woman off the earth he then goes to a casino in monte carlo like it so I don't know where the fuck she's supposed to be because he drove there, right? She's, and she's, she's not in the car. She's just fucking gone. She's dead. And He's, she's, she's in pieces at the bottom of a ravine. He Ted Bundy'd it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get this fascinating seduction scene because he sees the Ferrari outside and then he sees the same woman, Xenia, uh, and her surname is Onatop, right? Like Xenia <laughs> Sergeyevna Onatop. They on tried top. to slip on that one top. through by putting the Zagayev in the middle. On the Bond top. loves it when she says that. He's on got this top. line like, like really? <laughs> it's so on the cool. Top. Spectre? On the top. Uh, here's, Spectre. here's where I step in for my <laughs> hauntology thing. 
Bond, I mean, they've lost sight of the original Bond. He's no longer playing Shamandafer. He's playing Baccarat. I know. I'm like, come on. Fair. Give what, me the re- Shamandafer. Give me the I have, I have several chance possible. Se- several notes no here. What, what, one of which is that Famke Janssen here is literally doing Abby's Bond girl voice. She's like sexy Russian, but slightly high pitched. I know. Which is uh, yeah. fucking, fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- the other thing is, like, I think you've got the same thing I'd have. Go on. <laughs> Famke's fucking trans as hell. Dude. She is. Like, <laughs> she's not so not textually, but the first thing that Bond does is clock something about her as counterfeit. Yeah. He sits down at this table and he's like, "Hey, you know." Even the fake Ferraris for this year have this license plate. Yeah, and like, she's just and she just kind of smiles at him like, "Ah, you got me. You found out about my secret." But also, like Bond orders a vodka martini, which listeners, if you don't know, is an extremely strong drink. And Xenia says, mm. "I'll have the same." And also, as they are having this little conversation about the Ferrari, she's the same height as Bond, and she is holding she is a smoking a, a big cigar. cigar. And the yes, the, oh, that's what <laughs> I this, meant. This okay. scene reads like Bond has clocked her and gone, hey, yes. like, by the way, you're bold, you, you come untucked, and she's gone, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> she's, like his line to her is genuinely, I, I, you know, we, we, share, we share three interests. Uh, she's like, I, ca- I count two, gambling and cars. And I, I genuinely expected for a second the third one was going to be women, right? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I literally, when, when talking to cis friends, uh, and I accidentally say something around them I'm not supposed to, I will absolutely use Famke Janssen as my, like, synecdoche example of what clocky the word means. <laughs> just like, uh, look at her and the feeling you're feeling. That's yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, lust? This is good. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> Jealousy? Lust? Yeah. Uh, gender dysphoria? Yeah. Yes. I'm, well, I mean, for the, the, the big three. The big three, I call them. three. The three interests that I share with everybody. Oh, we, thre- we, thre- we, thre- we share three things in common. Gender dysphoria. <laughs> Lust, jealousy, and gender dysphoria. This is me versus the entire rest of the host, because I feel nothing for Xenia on the top. Mm. Um, Get but out. I do have a note yeah, in my... Okay. Yeah, okay, sorry. See you later. It's been nice. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the new third host of a show, Matty Lovejackson. Hey, <laughs> Shit, I have to draw, that means. Fuck. Um, uh, yeah, so one of my notes says smoking big doinks at Monaco, and I've been trying to figure out what the fuck that meant. So you, you, mean, you mean that Famke Janssen was essentially looking like the dude doing the smoking big doinks in Amish country vibe? Yeah, 100%. Is what like, you mean? When she had the big cigar and Bond commented on cigar. it. That's what I meant. <laughs> So yeah, like, yeah. But like, ge- genuinely, all of the things that make that make Xenia uh, on a top uh, sexually interesting to Bond, interesting to the viewer, and also dangerous are masculine traits, mm. right? One of which is sexual dominance, enjoying sex, which I don't think is a thing men I, actually do. I, I don't think these are. I don't think these are masculine traits. Like I'd I, say, masculine coded. I, I, I really, really like Xenia as a character. I like that she's kind of clocky. It actually makes me feel like good. Hmm. I'm like, yeah. she, she has these features and looks great. And by the way, listen, when we say that she's clocky, when we say that she's trans, like if, if you are cis, you might on some level perceive that as an insult. When we say that she's like clocky and she looks trans, we absolutely mean that as a compliment because she oh, looks yeah. incredible and Amazing. so do we. Because it rips, <laughs> yeah. So 
but it's certainly a, a transfeminine thing. But there's she, also one other point, which is mm. one of the extras in this scene is the daughter of the actress who played Sylvia Trench. Huh. In the scene Aww. that this is somewhat aping from Doctor No. That's cute. Sylvia Trench, who disappeared after the second movie. Damn shit. Yeah, because Bond I fucked her out of existence again. <laughs> yeah. But, like, genuinely, though, I think all of the traits that, like, she has, she's, like, sexually dominant, she's sadistic, she likes cars, she likes smoking cigars, even, she likes gambling. These are all things that we see more associated with men in the series and more associated mm. with Bond, even. She also um, fucks somebody out of existence. With, yeah, she fucks somebody more. out of existence because she, uh, like, she kind of loses interest in Bond. Like they banter for a little bit, and then he's, li- and then she's like, "Yeah, I found this admiral, and I'm gonna fuck this guy instead." Yeah, because Bond, Bond says that he's a fucking commander, and mm-hmm. she goes, "Ah, this guy's an admiral," and then leaves <laughs> with him instead, <laughs> which I did appreciate a great deal. Oh yeah. Canadian Admiral. Um, mm-hmm. So so Bond like follows her for oh, a bit and like takes pictures of them to, to get IDs. But then, why don't you use the identigraph? They, mm, why don't you use the identigraph? Why don't you use the identigraph? Uh, and we learned from Money Penny on the radio that Xenia is an ex-pilot and she works for a crime syndicate in Russia called Yanis. That's right. Uh, and so Xenia takes this this Admiral back to her yacht where uh, we have the first explicit sex scene in like the whole franchise like it was explicit oh, i will yeah. say yeah. Yeah. way more than Truly. i was expecting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh the, the lesson yeah. here is like uh breath play is a risky risky sexual activity mm-hmm. you should you should have a safe word you should know what you're doing first uh, you should have some kind of first aid plan prepared because she chokes this guy to death with her thighs. Uh, well, the chokes thing is, chokes is, him around the midsection with her thighs. Oh yeah, which is weird. really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's she's quite impressive. Like, squeezes she him like a tub of toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, normally you yeah, think he's gonna go for the neck. Out like one of them fucking. <laughs> 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 and she really sells sexually sadistic here. By the way, it's mm. fucking great. Love that shit. Yeah, she is feral in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what she does a lot of biting and scratching, which I, mm-hmm. I my, my notes here just say Xenia fucks like I do. Um, mm. That might be TMI mm. for you listeners, but like, yeah. I don't <laughs> kill people. There's nothing for but, me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dead she, trying desperately to get the podcast on track. <laughs> Want to be clear here. She, I would say, frankly, that. She, he does have a safe word. She just ignores it. That's true. That's true. It, 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 it is a why. murder is the main thing yeah, about it. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to put that in for, for the listeners. You know, oh, don't, no, it's, don't, it's extremely don't rush into, into breath play yeah. thinking, oh, it, it, afterwards. it's cool because uh, we saw the trans lady from Goldeneye do it. And then those <laughs> other nice trans ladies said it was cool. Thanks for thanks for liking and surprise, subscribing. This is uh, ten months on E. I finally killed a man with my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is first female orgasm in the series, and it's from murder. Mm. There's your fucking like sex Fuck and yeah. violence getting linked. Huge fan of that. Anyway, so James. The next morning, James breaks into the yacht, and we have 
a, an all-time classic door opening. Yeah, this was the <sighs> first time I noticed that he has a door thing. Twenty my notes twenty-four just say, minutes door like in, he open he opens like a sliding door, but he opens it like a GTA three character. <laughs> Genuinely looks like his animation resets from walking to opening door. Yeah, he, when he walks, walks over to, to the it. door, stops, and like throws one shoulder all the way over to the handle and hurls that door open. He opens the door on slappers only, I believe is what he's doing. Truly. He also towel towel oh, whips a boy. This is a horny movie, but Bond towel whips a boy. Uh, meanwhile, across the across the harbor, uh, there's a French Navy frigate that is demonstrating a new uh, a new helicopter, the Tiger, that is being sold as like impervious to all forms of electronic interference. And so as Bond is piecing together what's going on, we see Xenia and an unseen accomplice who is impersonating this Canadian admiral infiltrate this frigate, kill the pilots who are about to take command of this helicopter, and get in it themselves. And Bond opens the, the wardrobe back in Xenia's yacht, finds the guy dead with a massive smile on his face, which is a nice touch. Realizes what's going on and is there just in time to be stopped by the French, uh, the French Navy. By yeah. like, Bond, Bond makes an extremely smart decision here, which is he doesn't say a single fucking no. word at all no. to anyone. <laughs> He's trying to get him to stop the plane, but like, sorry, stop the helicopter. But essentially, via psychic powers, mm-hmm. he just sort of runs over to him and then they stop him and he just watches, kind of crestfallen but a bit angry. Mm. Yeah. There wasn't like, anything in his conversation tree that was helpful, so he just skipped it. <laughs> yeah, but Bond's just conversation runs over and like, just show up. Have you heard of the high elves? I should go. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. But Xenia steals the helicopter with the simple yep. expedient of simply taking off and flying away. And then yep. all the people are like, oh, yeah, it works. It works. Wait, Incredible. Wait, wait, where are you going with that? Perfect helicopter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Second level of the video game Goldeneye. We are at the Sevenaya weapons facility in Siberia. Uh, A second Alan Cumming has struck the Kill James Bond podcast. <laughs> yes, as I part d- of a sort of general <laughs> program that all Russians are Scottish until proven otherwise, that this movie adopts. <laughs> Alan Cumming is playing a Russian computer hacker called Boris, Boris Grishenko. Uh, Fuck Boris. Who is kind of. Yeah. Newman in Jurassic Park. He's got the Hawaiian shirt and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of a sex pest to his female co-workers, which, uh, it, like, it, mm, I re- see, here's the thing, right? This this is the first bit of like weird memory to me. Is the like I remembered Boris's weirdness as being um, less affectionate. Like I thought mm. he he would be like. He makes kind of like overt sexual innuendos to women, right? Especially to Natalia, the woman who's, who like works next to him, right? Um, he locks her computer, and the password is like boobs or something. I remembered this, right? As he does this shit, and everybody looks at him like, ugh. But instead, it's a lot more affectionate. And no, they the, like him on Natalia's part, weird. at least. We see uh, Anna, her her. Uh, like a coworker is like this fucking asshole. But but, yeah, but what she, sa- like, what she yeah, says is she says man. she says he wouldn't know a woman if one came up and sat on his face. But like she says it in jest, right? Like mm. this is good nature. It's banter. It's banter. 
which is, mm, I mean, not a crib a drop from uh, further in the movie, but... You know, this sort of behavior could qualify as sexual harassment. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to get a lot of use out of that one in, in future <laughs> oh, episodes, yeah. so it's just, I may as well just, like set that up mm. now. Um, um, but Boris logs on. He's got. A, he's works in a Russian troll farm. He's yep. convincing the Americans to elect Cheeto. He trolls mm-hmm. the FBI's uh, and like then manages to get away with it. Yes, yes, he does. Uh, like better luck next time, slugheads. Again, that's he's not doing a Russian accent. That's just that's just slightly more Scottish, Alan. There's a part of the movie, very late in the movie, where Cumming does uh, simply give up. Mm. on his accent and it just oh, is completely. gone it's just like the the very final like during the showdown at the end like he's just doing alan coming yeah. at that point so 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 they must so, have filmed the movie in order a slightly <laughs> older colonel now general oromov arrives with xenia in the helicopter and at this point in the movie i enter crisis mode i i i'm still in oh. crisis mode i'm i'm oh, i'm I see. You, you see the thing is right dev you know how you bought a, a terry cloth romper suit because thank of, you for saying bought instead of commissioned someone on Etsy you, you, to make you one commissioned, to my proportions. You, you had made to order really saved me that yeah <laughs> uh, a, a blue terry cloth romper suit much like james bond wears in the movie From goldfinger volcano designs on etsy now now I've written down I here. From in, that. In, I just like them. No, I I handwrite my notes longhand, right? So you have to imagine this is the equivalent of se- of seventy two point font bold underlined. And I've written here with three separate emphases on different words. Where do I get Xenia's fucking jacket? So good. It's like this sort of like it's sort of unif- Soviet uniform, but it's leather and it like has slanted buttons and a like a, a wraparound collar and epaulets and the the epaulets have fucking stars on them. Where do I get the jacket? Where do I get the jacket? Give me the I, jacket. Make the jacket for me. I was looking at the IMDb while I was watching, and I was like, "And the costume designer is Alice Caldwell Kelly. How is that possible?" <laughs> Yeah, everybody gets like inflated in rank <laughs> by one each scene. Uh, Dev, Dev is brandishing the square bottle every time Xenia appears. <laughs> no, they, this this scene put me in crisis mode, right? Mm-hmm. Genuinely, because the, the way that she fucking looks, she's got a hat with the fuck. <laughs> she's got a hat. They kill everyone and they steal the codes. They kill everyone. For- they, they she's kill- wearing a hat the whole time. They kill everyone. They steal the codes. Xenia has several orgasms while shooting people to death. It's uh, a which- great moment where she like she's like very like oh, yeah, physically yeah. turned on by murdering people, and then Urimov looks at her like, the fuck <laughs> "Yeah, are you this doing? bitch is crazy." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, There's so many close close-ups of her in this movie, like snarling like an animal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it, it rules. Uh, so like they set this uh, this this weapon that the Seven Eye facility controls, the Golden Eye satellite, to target the facility itself. Xenia murders everybody except Boris, who we have seen go out for a cigarette and then not come back, and Natalia, who is hiding in the break room when Xenia murders everybody. Uh, at this point, we now, 30 minutes into the movie, finally get the Bond, what do you know about X scene. Uh, mm. The Bond, you have to go to next location scene. The MI6 scene. 
Um, we get we get a line that I'm going to yell about for about 15 minutes. So enjoy. Oh yeah. the rest of this description. Yes, yes. But, okay, so first of all, New Year, New Me. We're not in a uh, fucking Whitehall anymore. We're at the mm-hmm. new MI6 building in Vauxhall Cross, uh, which they like show on screen. There's a Situation Room and shit. There's uh, like Money Penny is wearing a cocktail dress, and Bond tries to flirt with her, and she kind of shoots him down in a like weird, uh, horny way, and that's when she says, You know, this sort of behavior could qualify as sexual harassment. Holy shit, wait, I'm sorry, I need to drag us back. Um, I need to drag us back to fucking Boris. Boris. Part of how he, it's Boris. Boris. Boris, the Scottish uh, man. Uh, He he fucking hacks into the FBI. Yes. Right? Yes. Slugheads. When he does so, he sends them an image that includes a caricature of his actual human face. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, well, like his his, brother, op- his opening what? move to like sexually harass <laughs> Natalia, right, is to lock her computer with a picture of her wearing a bikini that presumably he has either drawn himself or had commissioned. He's a mm. remarkably talented pixel artist. He's a, re- he's a remarkable man, is Boris. Well, I think this movie is very interesting because, to me at least, compared to older Bond movies, because it is very like a '90s action movie, and it's very mm. much like has contemporaries that are not Bond movies at all. And this is like a real 90s action movie trope, in American movies at least, where there's always a hacker who's wearing a Hawaiian shirt who Mm -hmm. loves to put photos of himself sending to other people. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they just like stole it wholesale from other shit. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, back in MI6, they've they've found the tiger. Bond sexually harasses Moneypenny on the way in. But the way she, he's like... She tells him that's sexual harassment, and he goes, well, what's the punishment for that? And she says, oh, you have to fuck me, essentially. She says, someday, <laughs> uh, someday, you, have to, have someday you have to make good on your innuendos. And I'm just like... <sighs> yeah. Having, nice. it's, it's very much like, hey, J- hey, Jerry, it's the 90s, and then going straight back to the old yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Very, it, that's a pattern for this movie. Cake and eating it, too. That's having having to your do. cake and eating it, you notice yeah. that the thing has changed, and then you say, <laughs> isn't that funny? And then you just ignore it. Mm. Um, so with that in mind, uh, like they find the tiger at Seven Night, right, on, the, on satellite. And as they're watching this, Tanner, the deputy director or whatever, like one Anna. of one of Bond's bosses is like briefing him, and he's like, "Well, at least that evil bitch cunt woman isn't here, right?" Mm. Oh, women, am I right? <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, she's right behind women. me. Uh, actually, what's interesting is there's an angle here to M, female M, Judy Dench. M, you know who M is? It's Judy mm. Dench. She she yeah, bo- she bossed this role for like. A mm-hmm. decade and a half. You know, yeah, who to she be is. fair, she obliterated this role. There's two yeah. ends in my eyes. <laughs> part of the reason, part of the reason why she obliterated this role, or like part of the uh, the evidence of the extent to which she obliterated it, right, is there's an angle to M that we never see again in a subsequent uh, like movie with Judy Dench's M in it, which is she's uh, sort of an analyst and she's uh, an accountant and a bean mm. counter, like. Tana calls her the evil queen of numbers. Yeah. And I yes. they just drop this after this movie. Like it's never it's never sort of done again. But like that's integral to her character in this movie is she's mm. sort of like the the head over heart analysis over field agent kind of thing. 
Yeah, which makes her a perfect foil to Bond, who is entirely instinct-based. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Bond is proven to be right every single fucking time. Yeah, but Bo- Bond does say... Numbers were never my strong suit. Which... I never learned to read. <laughs> yeah. I never learned to count. <laughs> Above <laughs> seven, really. Um, so, yeah. M- Tana tells Bond, like, well, we've long had this hunch that the Seven-Eye facility where the Tiger helicopter is now parked is uh, a place where the Russians have a secret space-based weapon called Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is that it sets off a nuclear bomb in the upper atmosphere and then it launches a big EMP and everything in, in the blast radius with an electric circuit fucking explodes. Um, yeah. But obviously not the helicopter. And as they are, uh, as they are saying this, as, even as Judy Dench is like, we don't believe that this thing exists, our analysts say there's no such thing Judy- as Goldeneye, obviously it goes off and they see this happen on a satellite and Seven yes. Eye goes fucking boom. Yes. No. Sorry, this has nothing to do with anything. Uh, Nate, can you cut out the bit where I tried to start my sentence with Judy Dench and then also cut this out, where I tried to start my sentence with Judy Dench and then got cut off and instead I just said the word Jew and then left it there? <laughs> Could you just remove that? Remove this. I, I realized that me quietly whispering the word Jew in the background, that was probably not the you best know, fucking I saw bit. you doing that and I was like... Was that at me? Oh, fuck, you have to leave the bit in here now. Oh, fuck, leave it all. Shit. Anyway, regardless. So, Judy Dench. So, like, there's there's Judy Dench. Yeah. (laughs) Judy Dench delivers this line, right, which is one of two lines. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Behave. Behave yourselves. Judy Dench. Calm down. Calm down. Judy Dench def- delivers this line that is one of the two lines in the movie that is made hysterically funny by the War on Terror because Bond g- Bond sees the one thing of the go few off on the screen. The War on Terror made hysterically funny. Yeah, yeah, and Bond sees the sees the Golden Eye detonate on the screen. He goes, "Is this live?" And Judy Dench says, "Unlike the American government, we prefer not to get our bad news from CNN." Which is for a movie six years before nine eleven, mm. fucking prefigures a couple of things. Mm. Whispering to George Bush while he's reading the children's book that Golden Eye yeah, has destroyed yeah. Sephiroth. Yeah, another thing, and and this is this goes back to an earlier thing, but Judy Dench very specifically says "re" the concept of Golden Eye, which they explain mm. perfectly. Mm. They're like, "Oh, this is Golden Eye. This is what it does. It's an EMP the, uh, weapon. It destroys computers. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, yeah. Does, it does all of this thing. It does. It, it makes the movie go the common toaster, <laughs> the uh, common toaster, the, the household toaster. God damn it! But also, <laughs> I ran the numbers, and I think that that's dumb as shit. Yeah, and then it happens two seconds later, and she goes, "Oh." <laughs> Gotta overcorrect Ooh. for this. So, so like, oh Christ! Then we get the line, the line, because she takes Bond to her office and she she makes him a drink, and she says, "You think I'm an accountant and an analyst and a bean counter, and I I don't want to do anything and I'm too cautious." And Bond just goes, "Yeah," in this sort of flagrant display of disrespect, and then. She hits him with the ultimate having your cake and eating it line, unmatched in the series to this day. Because I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. She is proven right for the next two hours, mm-hmm. but, she, but like Bond gets away clean every fucking time. Now here's, 
Here's my point here, because I've yeah, seen is it, is her it like say a this line. Minute I might not have yell? shut the fuck up. I might not have <laughs> seen this movie ever, but I've seen this goddamn line because it's the gif that was responded to us by every one of the dumbest motherfuckers on earth oh. when they were mad at us about saying that Moonraker was shit. I'm talking about the oh, your many pro podcasts James Bond podcast where they were like, what? "Oh, they say they say in the fucking movies that he's bad. Look, here's the gif of M saying Bond's bad." Also, two seconds before she says that, she immediately is proven wrong by something because mm-hmm. she says Ormov probably isn't the guy because he's like he's not he doesn't fit our profile of a a fucking traitor Mm -hmm. which we know to be wrong like we as the movie factually know that she's wrong then and then immediately thereafter she says to bond you're not good at your job you're useless you're sexist bond you're too much of a sigma male (laughs) it doesn't fucking matter for her to look directly at the audience and look directly at the critics and be like, oh, Bond is bad, if the entire rest of the movie screams in all caps that he's correct to be this way. Yes, which he is. Uh, and, and, they undercut it in the same fucking scene! Seconds later. Seconds later, because she she kind of like mounts this defense of her position, which, again, Judy Dench bosses, because she's a great actor, where she's like, Listen, I'm not above sending people to their death. I just don't do it for no reason, even when they're as cavalier about their life as you are. Uh, which is like, again, that's a that's a good read on M mm. as a character, right? Yeah. But then she sends Bond out there, and as he's at the door, she goes, "Don't get killed," or like, "Come back mm. alive." And he sort of smiles to himself, and she fucking smiles to herself too. And the effect is to just absolutely deflate any criticism of him that she's just made to be like, ah, you lovable scamp. And it's very Mm. much like previous dude M in License to Kill, when he's like, Bond, you're not allowed to go on a roaring rampage of revenge. Bond kicks him in the chest, throws maggots in his face, and then Bond, (laughs) and then M sort of gets up and sees Bond running away. He's like, oh, you old scamp, I guess I'll have to send Q to help you out. Best of luck with that roaring rampage of revenge, Bond. I love the idea of like, oh, you're you know you're a relic of the Cold War. Now go be inserted into Cuba by the CIA. It's not even that he's like a relic of the Cold War, which like first of all, interesting because that's the same guy that was in World War Two. But like, Bond, you will maintain continuity. <laughs> Well, he even refers to, when he's talking to M earlier, he says, your predecessor kept a bottle of cognac in the top fucking drawer. When I wrote, your predecessor, who is Admiral Miles Messafi, who I am familiar with because I'm the same guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, it's nothing to say that Bond is a fucking relic of the Cold War, right? Because yeah. Bond was a relic of whatever the most recent war is mm-hmm. at any point in his life. Ian yeah. Fleming even deliberately wrote him as a little bit out of touch with modernity and a relic of the fucking Second World War. Although, admittedly, he wrote that he was out of touch with modernity in the 50s, so, like, he, he was just, like, he didn't, like, mixed fabrics or some shit like that. <laughs> he refused so to smoke cigarettes because he powers. thought they were gay. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's it. He's always been out of touch. It's part of his character. It's not interesting to say he's out of touch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, it would be better, actually, if he was, like, super progressive. I'm out of my mind when you're around. Woke James Bond. Bond in the 90s was going on about, like, neo-pronouns and furries and shit, and he was just, like, decades ahead of everyone. 
That's what Daniel Craig is, isn't he? He's fucking woke. Th- th- there is a bit slightly <laughs> earlier where we get woke Tanner because when Tanner is explaining <laughs> the concept of an EMP, he uh, he says, "Yeah, the point of it is to like uh, disable uh, an adversary before he, she, or they could retaliate." Mm-hmm. I also wrote that down. <laughs> I took a note of this as well. The mission is. Find Goldeneye, find whoever's nicked it, uh, try and stop them. If find, it does turn out to be Uramov, escaped. Yeah, find whoever escaped, because we saw that on the satellite. And if it does turn out to be Uramov behind it, whatever you do, don't try and get revenge for killing 006 at the opening of the movie. Yes. Revenge That's, is bad. Remember when you were the same we just guy remembered in that fucking happened. Italy with those two <laughs> Greek men and you said revenge was bad. Yeah. Uh, so Remember my next also note is, when- Hello again, Brad Whitaker. Yeah, he's back, baby. We well, we're well, skipping two we bits. We're skipping two scenes. Oh, you're right. Carry on. Yeah, we, we have a Q scene. I forgot. We Sorry, have a Q on. scene, right? We okay. Well, first of all, we have a scene in the Russian Defense Ministry where the Russian Defense Minister g- tells Oromov, "Yeah, another one of the people survived Sevenaya," uh, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go and kill this woman," but like under his breath. That's the whole scene. Then we get the Q scene. And he's so fucking old, too. I love this he scene. Is the he is so visibly God's reading off cue cards for he's every line. Cue cards, if you will. He he oh, visibly you. like looks oh, off the screen ev- so between much. every line of his. I love you too, my love. Every line of his. He's like talking to Bond, and then he looks directly over Bond's shoulder. <laughs> no, and look, looks look closely, Bond. 007. This is your new car. <laughs> I didn't actually notice that any of the times I've seen it. I've seen it a hundred times, but he does have some good lines um, where he, where he, really he gives Bond lines. his gadget car and Bond's like, oh, that'll be fun. And he goes, need I remind you, 007, you have a license to kill, not to break the traffic laws. <laughs> and and Brosnan does you. this kind of like schoolboy like insouciance, yeah. which, which he's quite good at, where he's like, wouldn't dream of it. Uh, There's some amazing like, cartoon-ass mm. background gags in this scene, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the inflating oh, yeah. trench coat in the uh, the telephone booth. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's like some straight-up Simpsons shit. It's amazing. But, I mean, Q is, Q's entrance here is to fire a rocket out of a fucking fake, fake cast leg. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> yeah. Uh, he gets two gadgets. He gets a grapple belt and a grenade pen. Oh, grow up, 007. A grenade pen. You click it three times, uh, the fuse activates. You click it another three times, it deactivates. Mm-hmm. And then, then we get a nice bit at the end where, like, there's a thing that looks like a sandwich on the desk, and Bond picks mm-hmm. it up, and Q goes, "Don't touch that. That's my lunch." Which I thought was <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. Incredible that joke. A, still charming. A great line. Still I, charming. I say that to my brothers still when they try and eat my lunch. I'm like, "Don't touch that. <laughs> That's my lunch." <laughs> God, I hope they don't give him any sort of assistant. Anyway, so uh, unfortunately, uh, at this point, we have to introduce a supporting character. Oh, uh, and Felix Leiter got his legs bitten too off, and he needs a little bit longer to grow that's those. That's right. That's black. right. So he instead they've brought back Brad Whitaker, who's alive again and a different guy. He's he's a different guy. Also, he's kind of like Sheriff J W Pepper, but also kind of like Felix Leiter. Uh, God, imagine if it was Sheriff J.W. Pepper. I mean, it basically oh, is. Oh, like, he's, so he's, he's a comic relief American. Yeah. Um, he's Bond's, like, opposite number in the CIA, who's not Felix Leiter, because Felix Leiter has been maimed by a shark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so- yeah, it's, it's only been six years. He needs a little longer. Jack Wade. 
Jack Wade. Jack Wade. Bond tries. I love to, this guy. Bond tries <laughs> to give him the code he's so phrase, good. He's so good. and he's like. Yeah, no, I'm not saying uh, oh, the snow is excellent in Innsbruck at this time of year in public or whatever. Uh, that's stupid. L- relax, be normal. And he's right. Yeah, and he's right. Uh, he's just right. crying out loud, another stiff ass Brit with your secret codes and your passwords. <laughs> it's good. More people really should good. own James Bond. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, at this point, Bond then just pulls a gun on him because he's a stiff-ass Brit and he's not taking chances. And he makes him prove his identity by showing him a rose tattoo that he has on his ass cheek. Um, just low-lying horniness in this movie is just yeah, bananas. Yeah, it, it, like getting your ass out in St. Petersburg weather, because they're in, in St. Petersburg at this point. They've gone to, to Russia. Um, and, like, Fucking also the, the the tattoo has the word Muffy on it because that's his Muffy. third wife. And uh, yeah. Brosnan kind of gives this one a, a weird line reading, to be honest. So I, I just do have a drop of him going Muffy. 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 Um, Muffy. So but the plan sorry, is that Jack, Jack Wade is going to set Bond up. Um, he can't take him to Yanis, who's the head of the crime syndicate that Xenia works for, but he can mm. maybe set Bond up with Yanis's competition, who is a man yes. named Valentin Zukovsky, who Bond knows already. I, I love this so bit. I love this bit because, right, uh, he, Wade describes Zukovsky to him. He's like, you know, a, a big guy, mustache, walks with a limp. Played Hagrid uh, in the Harry Potter movies. That guy? Yeah, played yeah. played Hagrid it's in the Hagrid. Harry Potter movies. It's communism, it's Hagrid, um, Russian Hagrid. Uh, but but he, he walks with a limp, and so on and so on and so on. And uh, wait, do you know him already? And Bond says, "I gave him the limp," which is not only a great line, mm. but I do like that it's a way of sort of soft rebooting the series by relegating all previous Bonds to James's Cold War antics. Like, yeah, it's all just like stuff he got up to in the Cold War or when he was younger, back when he was the same man. Yeah, back when he was older, and also before the Cold War when he was he, older. He, he did, he did go to space yeah. when he was younger, but like also he nipped to space. It was barely a thing. He wasn't even there for like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a sea captain Everyone in makes World a War Two. He, he went to space. He killed an anaconda that one yeah. time. M who fed a guy to a shark, a motorized shark. M who canonically served in World War One because he has the fucking. Tr- Mm-hmm. He's been Japanese at least once. Mm-hmm. Trained as a ninja, then forgot. Uh, anyway, um, meanwhile, Natalia realizes that Boris is alive. Uh, she goes to meet Boris and gets captured by Boris and Xenia. Um, yes, yes. And then we meet Zukovsky, who says, uh, who's unhappy about not being communist anymore. Can I say how un, how like how little any of Russia looks like Russia here? It all looks weirdly like London. Mm. Strange. Almost mm. as if it's some kind it's of like snowing. F- fiction, fictional product. Anyway, so yeah, Z- Zukovsky is like operating out of this bar, and he. It, it, I mean, first of all, we're two for two on Russian Scots, uh, but also has a fantastic line. Free market economy. I swear it will be the end of me. Mm-hmm. He is an me too, ex, comrade. An ex KGB guy who is adapting to capitalism by dealing arms. Um, so to be fair. That's adapting to capitalism, oh, yeah, baby. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Stick with the winner. Um, so so Bond... Everyone needs guns. Yes. Yeah. So Bond tries to hold him up with a gun and then immediately gets owned. 
Uh, so many drivers in this scene. She's singing and she's Stand by it. your man. It's really bad. It's, it's bad, but bad on purpose. And it's fun. Yeah. It's very it's good. It's great. It's like a fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Was Minnie Driver like a known actress at this point? Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's if an anything, incredible cameo. For me, she's not even a known actress what? now. What the fuck? I was what? two years old when this movie was made. I don't know this who Minnie is Driver fucked. is. Have you not seen... Uh, please welcome the third host of Kill James Bond, Matthew Lubchansky. <laughs> uh, another, I'm, I'm, it's just me, me, and Alice. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dan and I are going to start our own podcast. Oh fuck! Yeah, Shit. it's called like, James Bond. I, I can't compete with that. Fuck. Okay, we're so, going to find a way to kick you out of Kill James oh, Bond, Jesus. and then it's just going to have to be Maddie, and then we're going to start another <laughs> podcast, and we do the last couple of Bond films. Oh my god. So, so Zukovsky, like, and Bond obviously have history, right? And so Zukovsky has him at gunpoint, and he's like, well, you did shoot me. Um, and Bond sort of goes, yeah, call it professional courtesy that I didn't kill you. Uh, and communism Hagrid gets, gets a fun line where he, he's like, oh, I should extend you the same courtesy, and tries to shoot him in both knees. Um, but Brosnan offers him, Bond offers him, a deal. Right, which he appeals to his his wallets, right? Brosnan, Hirsch Brosnan, um, Hirsch Brosnan, who's the same man as me, Sean Connery. Tell me, does <laughs> my toppling of American missiles really compensate for having no hands? <laughs> there was a there was a big debate on Twitter. I'm sorry to get off topic immediately. There was a really big people were getting mad at someone who was like, hmm, "Weird how both of the bad guys in No Time to Die have facial disfigurements." Yeah. Strange that they keep doing this. Happens and everyone in, in the too. chat was yeah. going like, what are you talking about, buddy? Oh it's not ableist to make all your villains have facial it's disfigurements. Fine. It's fine. We'll have, M it's like, we'll have M call him ableist in the next movie, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, like, <laughs> like Bond's first line to a villain in the entire <laughs> series. Like, yo, you disfigured much? Like, yo, Dr. No, you've got no hands, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like, the most fucked thing to say to him. I'm mm. I'm still not over that line. Well, we can't I'm telling you, it's his finishing move. Tell me, does the toppling of American missiles really compensate for having no hands? What? What? You can the, hear the smile what? in his voice when yeah. he delivers that line. Perfect. Fantastic. Okay, so, 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 I'm telling you, it's his finishing move. Exploit disability. B B Bond, Bond makes a, a deal with Zukovsky. I'm kind of unclear on exactly what the deal was because it's not important. Yeah, yeah it's a fake it's arms something, deal. Something about some arms deal, whatever. Uh, however, Zukovsky then fucking delivers. Uh, the entire history of British foreign policy in one easy drop. But the British betrayed them. Because he tells Bond that he knows that Janus is a Lienz Cossack. Mm. And the Lienz Cossacks fought for the Nazis against the Soviet Union, but surrendered to the British. And after the war, they thought that they would be like fighting against communism. But the Brits handed them all over to Stalin, who had them all shot, right? And Which, the in the case of the Nazi collaborators, yeah. you get wrecked, you get what you deserve. I'm but not also say their families good. were shot as well. 
This, this, Nazi w- collaborators who were also Cossacks who spent the years before uh-huh. World War II uh, literally driving uh, Jews out for oh, yeah. well, like decades this, and this decades. Is the fucking, I'm not like, saying good, but I'm not saying bad. But, I mean, Bond, I'm literally like, this is this is the good. first bit of yeah, like uh, sort of like Britain not a hundred percent good that we've had mm. in a Bond movie. Bond fully gives it the not exactly our finest hour, and he says that mm. quite ruefully about your literal Nazi. Collaborated. Yes, but also, I mean, I mean, uh, Zukovsky says um, ruthless people—they got what they deserve. But also, yeah, he's uh, right. He, yeah, he was right. But also, he mentions that their families and their like children were also uh, shot. You, you can't break an omelet without shooting a few children. Anyway, <laughs> Bond—it's not the official position of Kill James Bond. Yes, no. it is. Bond goes to the world's uh, only Stalinist James Bond podcast. Well, that's, thank you that's to that's our true. new host of Kill James Bond, <laughs> oh, Maddie Lubchansky. No, no. Nobody I had a strong family connection with this film as my family was driven out by the Western Pale of Settlement by the Cossacks. Yeah. There you go. More and oh, more, and more on this episode of Kill James Bond starring me, me, and me once more. <laughs> but meanwhile, Xenia has to be back in the film because we need to extend this yes. podcast by another hour by just talking about <laughs> my, my No, no, she's she does a scene anyway. Moving on, she she, she, so, does, she does a scene where <laughs> Bo- Bond is like in the pool of his hotel swimming, and then as he gets out, she tries to jump him and like do sex murder on him. Mm-hmm. And if we get to the sort of most muddled part of Xenia's character, because um, she's kind of like, she's a, 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 a sadist, right? But she's also a masochist. And like, as we know, that combination never naturally occurs. No, uh, especially not in women who look a little bit trans. <laughs> abs- absolutely not, no. Nope. Are you implying uh, there's some sort of sadomasochist? No. Listen. Sadomasochists who scratch and bite people as they fuck? Nah. Switches are for walls, okay? So they fight. <laughs> Bond, like, rams her into a wall with his dick several times. That's his, like, new, that's his new move. I'm sorry, listeners, you can't tell us, but Dev just gave me the most withering fucking look. They <laughs> <laughs> were just like, no, fuck off, Abigail. <laughs> Listen, this it's fine. remotely operated spraying system. So, um, at yeah. this point in the movie, by the way, me and my my wife, who we watch this together, are holding on to each other like a hurricane is going to blow us away. Like it was just <laughs> screaming. There's a there's a lot going scene. on here. She- <laughs> I went forward thirty seconds on Amazon. I was like, oh, all right, come all right. On. Don't, I don't need to know what's in this. I'll fucking hear about it. I swear to God. I wh- anyway, I, tell me about the, it. The way the way he like d- dispatches her is, is like he defeats her in combat is by like dropping her ass first onto some hot coals, <laughs> which <laughs> is the worst thing I can fucking imagine. Like, mm. I, okay, mean, I, I mean, don't. <laughs> get me wrong, right? I'm all for a bit of sexual masochism, right? Obviously. But that sounds... Uh, I am I'm. I don't think in that situation I would be like, gems! I think I would be like, my ass is, is on... Oh no, is she does! That's, that's, that's how, that's how he defeats her. Um, like, he, yeah, yeah. she's enjoying him, like, trying to beat her up, but then, then uh, he drops her on the sauna calls and that's too much. Anyway, he, mm. he takes her at gunpoint and she, then she, says, she, take she me safe to Yanis. words. Yeah, he takes her at gunpoint. Uh, 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 take me to Yanis. And then we get She to- looks at the camera and says, Devin, I'm done now, and walks off the screen. <laughs> and I went, ah, oh, perfect. Thank you. 
<laughs> Abigail and I returned to not watching the movie. I clunked uh, back in and I was like, okay, <laughs> where do I purchase these fucking props? <laughs> is what I asked next because Bond yes. goes to what I can only describe as Soviet graveyard. The, the, which yes. is just... the garden of like uh, discarded Soviet statues. Because this Bunch film of, like, is walks... trying to have themes. It's trying to give us this message of like, as much as you think history has ended, these old things that you think are dead and buried will come back to haunt you. History is not yet over. The ghosts of the past will visit us. And lo and behold, they fucking do in the persona it's, it's of Sean, Sean Bean. Bean. Wait, Abby, would you call that a sort of themes park that they enter? Yes, <laughs> I would. <laughs> it's honest to God, it's like watching a, a child teeth. You're like, oh, look. Like, it's trying to have <laughs> Baby's themes. first themes. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. And as, it, it as really we know, baby's first fucking theme, the as, of the Soviet As we know, Facial disfigurement means you're evil. Mm-hmm. And so yes. we see Janus, we see Sean Bean returned back to life. And again, credit for some acting here, but it genuinely does seem to unnerve Bond, right? Like mm, he doesn't would... quite know how to respond to this. And Janus fucking makes fun of him for it. He's like, what, you don't have a line for this, bitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you believe that he reveals the facial disfigurement in the exact line that we find out he's evil? Would you believe that, audience? <laughs> Interesting. He steps forward, semi-lit. Half of his face is lit when short, when Bond's like, by God, Alec Trevelyan, stage name of Abigail <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe that you're, you're back. And then he steps forward one more, and then we find out that Sean Bean, Alec Trevelyan, was... Alien's Cossack. His parents That's were. Right. Also, His he's not even that badly were. burned. He's really upset at James for changing the timers to three minutes, and he's like, you've disfigured my face, but actually he just looks cool. Yeah, you, 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 you've interrupted fine. my plan to fake my death and defect without knowing it, and therefore mm. I have a, a, a murderous grudge against you. You bitch. He, he like his big deal is to own Bond for being like. Uh, do you care about your friends or do you care about the mission? Right. Uh, and then he. So the answer is his friends. Yeah, hmm. but like, like he's not even right in the way he's trying no, to own. No, Bond. Yeah. So did you it's not like... see the last film where I was Welsh and I did a whole extra mission that wasn't even a mission because of my friend? Did you go even by shot? Like, you this see is, this my is... rip roaring rampage of revenge? This is also Alec? Come some on, like. Man. This is also some like having cake and eating it, right? Because there's a couple yeah, of scenes fully. like this. There's another one which I sampled huge, huge amounts of, right? Because it's so fucking like trenchant a criticism of Bond. Like he has him at gunpoint and he goes, I might as well ask you if all the vodka martinis ever silenced the screams of all the men you've killed. Or, or if you find forgiveness in the arms of all those willing women for all the dead ones you failed to protect. Because they're all the because you are the same guy in all those mm. movies. You keep getting women killed. But remember when you completely ended that bloodline and fucking Goldfinger? Yo, remember when you just found a woman killed? named Plenty O'Toole dead in your fucking swimming pool? Mm. Uh, but like, this is this is the having your cake and eating it part, right? Is the only criticisms of Bond are then followed immediately by uh, "I'm owned" or "But I'm evil," right? Mm. And so, in order to prove that he's evil, uh, Trevelyan tries to like kill two birds with one stone. Uh, he locks 
Bond and Natalia, who he's captured, in the helicopter and then has it like fire missiles at itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thing helicopters can do because uh-huh. computers have been invented. Because computers, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Bond ejects them both from from the helicopter, and then they immediately get captured again. So, mm-hmm. like, I will give I will give Alec credit, right, for sticking around to see that happen, and then seeing that it hasn't come off, then being like, "Yeah, we should probably like capture this guy." Mm-hmm. So, just like placing him in the situation and booking it. We haven't really uh, haven't really dwelt on it much, listeners. But Bond is doing little quips as all this is happening. Like when the they time. escape the missiles, he goes, "Ah, oh, the things we do for frequent flyer mileage." Quip, and, Bond is back. I, but, I like, think Pierce Brosnan sells it because he's kind of he kind of like just says it to himself. He's almost like a little embarrassed by it, or like, it's almost <laughs> like a nervous tick. He, like that's how he gets over the fact that he nearly just fucking died. Mm-hmm. They get mm-hmm. arrested. They get arrested, they get interrogated by uh, the defense minister who we saw Oromov uh, reporting to earlier. Bond gets a, gets a fun line, which is like, That's the trouble with the world today. No one takes the time to do a really sinister interrogation anymore. It's a lost art. Which is very funny, because like Mishkin just, yeah, co- just comes in like... in all yeah, of those previous yeah. ones. Mishkin's just like, okay, when do you want us to shoot you? Uh, and Bond's like, oh, you're not doing a whole bit now? Yeah, where's the penis laser? Yeah. Man? Come like, on, where's fucking, the slow penis fucking, laser? Fucking compare that to Casino Royale, right? Mm. Which we haven't oh. seen yet. But, like, going from, like, at all. kind of, like, quite sarcastically, but quite funnily, being like, oh, you're not going to do, like, a, a penis laser thing here, to uh, just going immediately to whipping testicles with knotted rope. It, mm. it shows you how things have changed a little bit. Anyway. Yeah, I have heard about that scene. Excited to finally see it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legally, I'm not allowed to watch any of his movies ahead of no, time. No. But Mishkin thinks that MI6 has stolen Goldeneye, and Natalia says, no, I was there, General Uromov is a traitor, and he's stolen it because there are two Goldeneyes. There's the first satellite that he used to cover the crime, but there's the second one that he must still have. Well, he doesn't mm-hmm. have a satellite in his pocket, but he, he's got the little mini disc that he controls has, like, control it. control over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's up there. There are two and satellites. So, as, as Mishkin is like realizing this, we see Oromov come in looking like an Ace Attorney witness. Like, he's yeah, he's like, shit's two falling two off of three him. Lies. He's got. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and we every scene subsequently he gets more like this. Like more shit falls it's so off. So good. Him. Yeah, I actually love Oromov. I so genuinely much. love this design. I love this writing of just mm. having a, a villain who does absolutely does not have their shit together at all. Um, he's betraying the Soviet Union, which doesn't really exist anymore, but he's yeah. betraying Russia or some shit and he yeah, yeah. knows that he's betraying the entirety of Russia. Oh yeah. So, he's so, like, so nervous. He, he, he like wings it, basically. He shoots Mishkin, he tries to frame Bond for it. Bond overpowers him. They flee through the archives. Bond kills about 50 people mm. in this. Yeah, Bond kills all of Mishkin's men, which I wrote down. A lot of they're on the same side. It's a lot yeah. of shooting. Um, Bond tries to escape with Natalia. Natalia falls through a floor uh, by virtue of she clips know, through the girl. floor. She glitches. <laughs> by the way, I I Escort found a fucking fails. chart. Right, I found a chart that uh, hmm. lays out Bonds by the number of kills that they have committed on screen per movie. Right, so it's an average. Uh, Timothy Dalton on screen committed about six kills average per movie, which seems Sounds low. About right. That sounds about um, right to me. George Lazenby, seven. Interestingly, more than mm. Dalton. Mm. Roger Moore, uh, about about eight, about nine. 
Sean Connery is about nine. Daniel Craig is about nine. Pierce Brosnan is about 19 per movie. <laughs> wow. I'm looking Blast at this. Thirsty. And it goes, yeah, he's getting <laughs> fucking quad up. kills with an AK. It, he got that yeah. license back and he's like, I'm going to put some fucking points on this. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for frequent flyer miles. Mm-hmm. So uh, at this point, Natalia gets captured and James just leaves. Um, he he jumps. Well, he's got a tank to drive. He jumps out a window and, seeing Natalia being bundled into a car by Oromov, gets into a tank to chase them through St. Petersburg. Uh, which is it's a f- yeah. rules. It's, it's sick. It's it's a it's a fun chase scene. Bond drives through a lot of stuff. It's, it's an the first interesting time they use the Bond theme in the movie. I have a couple mm. of notes here. Some of them are very Alice ass notes. I would say he when he jumps mm. into a tank yard. Um, only two of them are T-54s, three of them yep. are British chieftains. Yep. Um, Mocked and, up to look more Russian. Yeah, and you can tell because the fuel extractor's halfway up the gun barrel and stuff. Thank you. Everyone at home was saying that and thinking about it also. Oh, they were yelling. Well, at yeah. like, oh, oh, fuel extractor, I said. Oh, dog. <laughs> I'm just getting... I'm getting really into modeling. Um, thanks. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. so he also drifts the T-54, and it's insanely sick, nasty. Oh, it's so it cool. It rules. There's also, like, this is this is something that we'll come back to in the future movies. Handling that thing rules. Of, oh. like, Bond is sort of, like, relentless monsters, like, monstrous pursuer. Uh, and I, again, Oromov gets some fun bits from this because, like, he's looking out the back window of the car and he's like drinking out of a hip flask every so time good. Bond it's does so some sick nasty shit. Oromov's driver really really is really, good. really trying. <laughs> Oromov is legitimate. We shouldn't have left the one tank with an e-brake just sitting around. <laughs> it's so good. It took him a couple of weeks to film this overall mm. because mm. Bond is driving a tank through the center of St. Petersburg. He's just fucking going. <laughs> he like oh, yeah. breaks through a statue at one point. He's evading the cops. Some of them go in the river. At what point it, he's it, driving as a statue? It's great. Amazing. That's true. Great. The yeah. statue it's is on top shit. of his tank. It's cartoon shit. It is. It, it is. Uh, and so, uh, but the, but Oromov does evade him, right? Uh, and two more notes. Sorry. Mm. Uh, the only thing is, Oromov's car effortlessly obliterates a concrete bollard with absolutely no damage to the car itself. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's actually not true. It breaks one of the wind. Uh, one of the front lights but that's fixed by the end of the fight that's nice yeah because you're getting uh, into modeling is, little vulgars now i don't really remember what the plot is at this point but i don't particularly care uh, yeah it's, it's a satellite so, so i'm just watching a tank drive through the center of st petersburg and i'm like yeah. i don't remember how we got here but okay <laughs> then, <laughs> then we get to the scene that sent me into crisis mode because they arrive oh at a missile train uh, and Xenia is there and my notes say, where can I get her fucking jacket? Because she has this incredible, uh, slightly longer than waistline, black, high collar, turned up, oh. belted, um, with a matching silver brooch and belt buckle that's like shaped like a little flame or something. It's I so want her to good. kill me so badly. Oh my God. It's great. Yeah. Also, points to Alex Trevelyan for like using the coolest method of transport. Evil lair armored train. It looks that a bit train. like Darth Vader. Yeah. The train looks like an angry skull. Yeah. It's fantastic. Sorry, it's fantastic. Um, so shit looks like the Pokemon Probo Pass. Yeah. So y- you you remember how I said that we have to like uh, have every criticism of Google Bond that. be followed by "But I'm evil." Well, at this point, we also find out that Alec is like a full-on rapist, not in the cool way that James Bond is. 
back in all those times when he was the same guy, but in the more <laughs> like gross way. Um, but what's weird is as he is as he is perving on Natalia, his opening line is James and I shared everything, absolutely everything, which is like. In retrospect, given what he then tries to do to her, makes it seem like James Bond and Alec Trevelyan spent the Cold War doing some fucking Bitteker and Norris shit in the back of a van, you know? I don't doing like some this comfort women shit. It's all. not good. My man was on that banking no. mode. It's no. it's also very interesting to compare and contrast the way that Alec Trevelyan being a rapist mm. is is shot and edited and shown to make him automatically evil versus all of the on-screen rapes that Sean Connery did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I went back and re-watched two of them just to see the difference in like presentation, and it's incredible. Oh, yeah. But you, you, you see this and you're supposed to be like, oh, disgusting. Who could think of hurting a woman in such a way? Mm. And then you go back to a Sean Connery here and it's like, yeah! That lesbian needs to be reset. Great stuff, Sean. Mm. But the music is fun, so it's different. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's it's just it's basically through music and, and I love, framing. I love filmmaking. So so Bond Bond. I hate James Bond Bo so Bond, much. Bond parks his tank on the tracks in front of the train. Uh, my fa my favorite single Xenia line at this point is she goes like in in what ordinarily might be horror he's going to derail us and she sounds fucking horned she the fuck up. For looks her. like she's about to come so hard that she dies or die so hard that she comes I, I, like again again switches aren't real they were made up by the CIA to sell more fucking sex toys but that is a great line read. I'm now. right here. <laughs> so am I. What do you mean? While, while Alice was talking just now, Devin, you like retreated like a turtle, just away. I just left back in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I got nothing to contribute, but I also will get yelled at by the audience if I stop her. So what am I going to do? So w what's great is like Bond. Then like he derails the train. He gets on the train with a gun. He puts the gun on Xenia and Alec, but then Oromov comes up behind him holding a gun to Natalia, right? And, like, the, the, again, Alec is using his one weird trick, which is, uh, do you care about your friends or the mission? Um, and B Bond tries to, like, call his bluff and play it off with, like, kill her, she doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't really work. And so... We know that Bond's like finishing move is to use a villain's disability against them. We step up a notch here because this is the first time that we have seen Bond use a villain's ethnicity against them. <laughs> mm -hmm. He deploys his trump card. Yo, you heard about this? What race this guy is? <laughs> yeah. James up. Bond becomes an absolute measurehead level of racist <laughs> towards he's the, towards he's the a person of Cossack experience. Yeah. Exactly. He tells yeah. Oromov he's probably going to betray you. You know he's a Lienz Cossack. And Oromov, <laughs> the dumbest motherfucker in the world, is like, oh shit, is that true, dude? Yo, he's a Lienz. What the fuck? <laughs> Alec has this good line uh, where he says, well, all that matters is that in 48 hours, you and I will have more money than God. Um, which I love as a line. Um, but anyway, mm. Bond, Bond uh, whips around and uh, shoots Urimov, uh dead. 
and uh, mm. Alec and Xenia escape. Shouldn't have been racist. So at this point, uh, sucks to suck. Yeah, at this point, uh, <laughs> Alec locks them in the train carriage. Uh, Natalia tries to like trace the fucking hack the Gibson, trace the mainframe, whatever, to find out where next location is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because Alec is a catty bitch who lives for drama, as he is Truly. leaving, he's like, oh, don't worry, I set the explosives for like six minutes. The same six minutes you gave me. And just leaves. Fantastic. Love, Love that, that shit. Like, what does that mean? And Bond's like, yeah, we got three minutes. <laughs> he's a bitch. Ma- mad at you for something you did by accident. Because I was betraying you and you didn't know it, and I've been holding this grudge for a decade. They are bitter exes. They really rock. are. Rock. Oh, it, inc- that would have been a more interesting, more interesting read. But like, Natalia finds out they're in Cuba, right? Bond uses his laser watch, the thing that like every Bond gadget has been aspiring to since the, the watch with a laser in it to cut yeah, great the bottom out. Golden Eye. Yeah. Um, the N64, which is the game that this this film was based on. Yes. Um, there is a remarkably, like, a quite fun scene where Boris realizes his computer is being traced by Natalia and he's just, like, desperately pulling <laughs> racks out of the server yeah, in his house. Uh, which he's would like, be a fantastic shit, shit, shit. gift to send to centrist pundits on Twitter mm. uh, if you didn't mind getting sued every time you used it. Anyway. It's uh, funny, though. It is very funny. Um, so. <sighs> Oh, escape. also one point I want to note. One one point I want to note is uh, she corrects his pronunciation of her name. Mm-hmm. Natalia yes. does. So, Simonova. Yeah. Um, he says Simonova, and she's like Simonova. When they escape it's the like, train, uh, they're sitting there. Okay. The train explodes, and they're kind of sitting there panting. Um, and this would be, and indeed is, the moment when like James Bond and the girl kiss. But what's interesting about this one is that she initiates it. It's like she's the one who starts acting mm-hmm. horny and then it's like, so is there anything else we need to do? And like leans into him. And Brosnan has this like tiny little double take. He's like, what? Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. he's actually surprised also, by this, right. which I thought was quite cute. Also, ev- every time she tells him to do something, he calls her sir sarcastically. Uh, mm. It's like the second consecutive Bond movie where he does this because Timothy Dalton also did it in License to Kill. And let me tell you, James Bond and I finally share one kink, and it is calling women sir when they tell you what to do. It rules. Anyway, we go to Cuba. Don't ask any this questions movie about is that. So it, it's so horny. It's so horny, dude. So horny. It's so Seems we share three it's common interests. <laughs> We're, I love that we're saying this in completely different tones. Where you're going, this movie's so horny, and I'm like, so so motoring, so baccarat, uh, and pussy. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think that this director, this director, could only make very horny movies. I don't know if you've ever seen his follow-up, which is The Mask of Zorro. Oh, that's oh, a horny Jesus. movie. At that's least Zorro's supposed movie. to be horny. Mm. Matty, will you come back on to talk about The Mask of Zorro? Oh my, Why oh would my we talk about James Bond my, season yes. two? That would actually be uh, that would actually be quite good. I'm so no, I, I watched that movie for the first time very recently, and the fucking scene where um, Anthony Hopkins is whipping out candles shirtless. <laughs> is, okay, that is that is horny. Yeah, right, you've got Devin on board. Yeah, you so, got me on that one. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Cuba. Okay. 
Yeah, Fine, Cuba. Sold. J- J- you got J- me. J- James and Natalia have to go together because he doesn't know how to disarm the golden irons, so she's like, take me with you, right? Uh, Sheriff J.W. Pepper is then like, yeah, we- the CIA is going to get you into Cuba because we've been tremendously successful at infiltrating Cuba and definitely haven't, so definitely haven't got owned every time we've tried. Um, Insanely funny. And- and if if you need help, just call me, and I will get the Marines and invade Cuba for the second time. <laughs> yeah, this is so Don't good. worry. <sighs> Don't worry. I'll we'll get invade the most Cuba. Miami ass motherfuckers. Don't worry. I got a bunch of fascist exile gusanos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all parts yeah, to the Cuban Revolution. Thank you. That's yeah. right. So this is there's a weird scene on the beach, right, where Natalia tries to like, like get inside Bond's head and he he just kind of like doesn't let her yeah he's sad because he's like he's gonna have to kill Alec and she's like oh you know how can you be so cold and he's like uh, suck my dick that's yeah. that's the scene he, he, he also like scene. I didn't even write yeah I mean he, he, he also like her grabs her and, yeah. and, and like forces a kiss on her which James and I shared everything absolutely everything um mm. then they fly the, the Cessna into, into Cuba undetected uh, and they're looking for a big radar dish, a big satellite dish, and they can't find it, and they're flying over this lake. And at this point, I wrote down, you know, this is a lot like when there was another secret base hidden under a mountain lake in Japan, when I was the same guy. And because- also, like them, he's about to leave when they shoot at him, which they, you should have just let him go. Just let him go. Let him fucking go. But they, they shoot down the plane... It's a lot like the time I infiltrated Chinese airspace when looking for a secret base when I was the same guy in <laughs> in the man uh, from the golden gun. In the man uh, they're, golden they're gun. both like knocked the man out. Golden eye. <laughs> and and Zenia is like, no, we're not just shooting them. I am rappelling down to kill them with my thighs. You want to hear my note about this one? It's that you stopped watching for the next fifteen minutes. No, my note here is all right. I do like this outfit. She's wearing like tactical fatigue. This is the worst one. It's I mean, yeah. it's so incredible. She does. She has. A, she it's has tactical fishnet. She has a killer line, which is she grabs Bond and she, as she's squeezing him. She's like, "This time, Mister Bond, the pleasure will be all mine." Fucking fuck! That is that, and. Uh, also, also, Natalia tries <laughs> to like hit her with a like a, a a stick or something. She headbutts her unconscious and then says, "Wait your turn, bisexual icon." I fucking love Xenia Onatop so much. I wish she would kill me. I just that's the rest of the podcast is she, me saying things does, like that. She does go out like a bitch. So her she death does. Is shit. She goes out like a bitch. I wrote, that. I wrote, this she wouldn't does. kill me, ripped to Xenia, I'm different. Yeah. yeah, she gets pulled <laughs> um, into a tree by the crashing helicopter, because Bond, Bond shoots, shoots the helicopter the pilot, yeah. down. Uh, she just kind of, yeah, she's she not even really attached to anything. The, she just gets I think it's of a tree, supposed to be like know. she is choked around the midsection, ironically, by the uh, harness she is wearing, uh, while the helicopter falls down. But it is communicated visually very poorly. by the thighs, um, die by the helicopter. I'm always saying this. It's what she would have wanted. Cla- the classic saying. Um, well, welcome to this fucking movie analysis podcast where all three of the hosts go... Oh, when something about the movie is pointed out. We're paying attention, don't worry. 
okay. <laughs> now, at, at this point, because James Bond is a stupid policeman, right? To the fourth host of the show. He's, uh, he says, she always did enjoy a good squeeze. Again, he's doing his little quips to himself. Oh, shit. Oh, because he's a stupid policeman, uh, he like still doesn't realize that the satellite dish is under the fucking lake thing mm. until it physically pops up from under it. And then he makes the podcast a noise of understanding. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's under the... Th- also, ah. the, the, the satellite dish popping up is, is a masterful work use of miniature, betrayed mm. only oh, by yeah. the fact water yeah, the, doesn't the behave in this scale. Movie. Are so good. The satellite's really good. The dam yeah, is really so good. good. Oh, I yeah. love the miniatures in this fucking movie so much. Love and the then, miniature. The the water doesn't behave like that at scale. It's unfortunate, mm. but that's just the way of things. Um, it's it's hard to have something because of adhesion and cohesion, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the it comes out, and then the last little bits of the water draining out of the fucking satellite dish is reversed footage of them filling the satellite dish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really <laughs> obvious, it's but I love obvious. it. Like. Yeah. It's so good. So, so at this point, own. like they immediately get detected trying to go into the satellite dish. Um, World famous Arecibo Observatory. That's right. <laughs> like, no one notices yeah, that's, that's right. But, yeah. but James Bond activates the incredibly, like the best shaped explosives in cinematic history. The mines from the video mm-hmm. game Goldeneye that this is based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pl- yeah. he plants those <laughs> guns. Fans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also get like a more early more era ass set which i really love oh yeah it's like a almost like a ken adams set like big multi-level command center cool staircases yeah 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 never again see his kind it's got a little Uh, thing where you've got to turn two keys at once to start the podcast yeah okay yeah actually that's a great fucking point abby the two keys thing i wrote down earlier on at the first time they activated golden knight the point of two keys is so that one guy can't turn them both at once. Yeah. But the two keys in the fucking <laughs> original GoldenEye start thing are literally right next to each other. Tell, and it would tell be me. so this, easy this, for this one motherfucker. This is the toppling of American missile. Really <laughs> compensate for <laughs> Richard Keel could, could, could reach across and, and, and do both at once. It would have oh, been yeah. easy to turn both keys at once. Um, but fortunately, in this second place, they are quite far apart so yeah so so yeah bond immediately gets captured natalia escapes and like hacks the mainframe and encrypts the satellite uh sending it into sort of a deorbit burn uh alec at this point then reads bond his fucking ass right he uh he tells him, you know, you're a fucking sexist, misogynist dinosaur and a relic of the cold war yada 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 you kill women all the time he steals his Uh, watch you, you get your friends killed all the time uh, he knows like most of Bond's like Q gadgets, so he just turns off the detonator in his watch. Mm-hmm. Which is quite funny. There's also a bit uh, where he says, "So how is old Q?" Which is kind of quite not like Trevelyan used to have his own uh, Q how, scenes. How, like how, it's how is how is our dad basically? Yeah. Um, old Q. Yeah, we find out mm. his plan. We find out yes. his plan, which is he is going to rob the Bank of England using computer. Um, mm-hmm. And then, having used computer to rob the Bank of England, detonate Goldeneye over London, destroying every uh, like technological item in London, sending mm-hmm. England back to the Stone Age. Yeah, uh, and and because Bond is a stupid policeman, he can only grasp this in the sort of insulting terms of "Oh, you're just robbing a bank." Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in revenge. And of course, Trevelyan is like, no, the revenge is the point. The bank robbery is kind of like ancillary to the revenge thing. It's mostly yeah, a revenge thing. Yeah, he's doing uh, Fight Club to London is what he's doing. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And like the reason why he's doing this is mostly because. But the British betrayed them. Yeah, and Alex says this is going to destroy not just all record of the theft, but also like. Uh, criminal records, uh, tax any records, records, tax records, financial any record records. of student debt records, like like any kind do of it. like base, Alex, base, yeah, pull the fucking yeah, exactly. Alex, it's Alex, fucking based. And he says the United Kingdom is about to re-enter the Stone Age. England is about to learn the cost of betrayal. And I was like, get him, get him, do it, do it, fuck <laughs> us up, <laughs> pull the trigger, Alex. Abby, Let's how ha- how badly do you want to end an email to an NHS like clinical care group with England is about to learn the cost of betrayal? <laughs> do you think I haven't? Yeah. NHS England <laughs> is about to learn the cost of everyone on the gender. Uh, to be fair, it would also wipe out the gender identity clinic waiting list. But uh, a small mm. price to pay. Mm. NHS also, England is about to learn the price of betrayal. In my in my notes, there was another uh, themes alert, which was Ooh. the um, the GoldenEye satellite itself. Uh, Ooh, it just looks like a regular. Right. 1990 satellite and then it opens up and what's in there that's right folks it's it's a soviet satellite with cccp right, right on it it yeah. says you it says cccp on yeah, it because these the things fucking, that come back Simpsons to haunt you oh, just when you yeah, think history's ended bit. here it comes yeah mm-hmm. the parade uh, or, in front of red square is opened up and the tanks roll out of the floats and mm-hmm. lenin comes back to life i think it was weird that this movie ended with the line 911 will never happen given that nobody <laughs> <laughs> knew yeah. what 911 was at this M point i'm looking directly at the camera 911 will never happen <laughs> those are closely demo 7 <laughs> something i really enjoyed is that they the guards pull natalia forward and she recognizes boris oh yeah and just like she fucking knocks him one Oh yeah, and so it's she, not like a, a little slap either. She fucking guards, goes right. for him too. Yeah. Also, they, and I wrote, they fully let her get one in. Yeah. There oh yeah. Absolutely. Because they're sick of his shit too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have changed your password again. Alec is visibly <laughs> yeah. sick of Boris's shit in this scene, which is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, we, really get, we get we get another we get a fun reversal because again this is the best written Bond movie so far where uh, Nat- uh like Trevelyan tries to make Natalia unencrypt the fucking satellite and make it work again and he says like do it or I'll shoot Bond and she she's like oh, go ahead he means nothing to me mm-hmm. fucking get his ass and you and you see Bond make a little like well she got me there face mm-hmm. which I really like. Meanwhile, um, Boris has. However, a, everybody... we have seen Boris has a habit of twiddling pens as he types, mm-hmm. and he has, without knowing it, picked up yep. Bond's grenade pen and is like clicking it like two times, and we know that three mm-hmm. means it goes kaboom. And we're just waiting and waiting mm-hmm. as this happens until finally Bond. I mean, the the same James Bond who numbers were never my strong suit. <laughs> does fucking count this on the fly, right? Mm. And you can count to three. I think that's fine. <laughs> I think numbers. I never learned past have seven. To be your strong Timothy suit Dalton to go to three. I was in a week. That's before you can even go to school. many. <laughs> so, one, two, three. Yeah, Bond, many Bond lots. you have to click this twenty-one times. You just look down. Bond is taking off his boots. Um, yeah, that was actually the a, that was the A levels until about uh, nineteen ninety-three. I think they gave it the pen and. The, the thing explodes, does not Make fucking kill anybody. However, <laughs> the command center starts blowing up. Uh, at this point, 
James books it onto the satellite dish, and he and Alec have a sort of a, a roaring fight across it. Uh, lots of like kicks, lots of punching. You see, like he actually draws blood, which might be yeah, it's, first, it's now pretty vicious. It. Um, it's pretty. It's My pretty only intense. note for this scene is uh, aim down the sights, Alec. Uh, you could no. save us a lot of trouble here. No, <laughs> he's just refusing to do anything but shoot from the hip. And you know what? Fair I enough. I mean, listen. Rock. I mean, I mean, but... he also got killed. He got like his his death faked with a gun that immediately afterwards killed a guy. So yeah, that means I mean, that he has Urumov kind of a cavalier attitude to firearms. Urumov must have had one, one blank, one blank only. Yes. Yeah, and it's got to be the top one. And you've yeah, he, <laughs> God, he must have trusted Urumov a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, to be fair, he could have, if you would. Mm. He could have he just shot, like, beside Alec, right? He I, didn't have I, to have actually shot Alec. I guess so. True, true. Yeah, I was, me- I was merely deafened. Um, yeah, so <laughs> at this point we get, like, the classic bit, right? Which is the bit that kept me up nights before the inflating head bit from License to Kill kept me up nights. Uh, because, it, like, Trevelyan ends up dangling off the, like, the... Satellite antenna above the dish, hundreds of feet below, and Bond catches him. Uh, and Trevelyan tries to taunt him again. And Bond's line is this: "For England, James? No, for me." You know what we call that? Growth, and also unprovoked murder. He <laughs> drops murder. Trevelyan He's directly. Onto onto concrete, and we see him fall all the way down. We see him hit, and we see mm-hmm. him afterwards bleeding out with like every single bone broken. Still it alive? Is fucked. Still he alive? Should've, he should have popped open like a grape. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. What happens. Yeah. I got um, I got a note about this one, and it's the same note as I made about Necros, which is like I understand why they do it, but I detest that they make the bad guys go out like little bitches every time. Like, there's nothing in Alec or Necros's character that would suggest they would scream like that when they were falling, but mm-hmm. both of them do, and I think that that's a deliberate choice. To yeah, be like absolutely. You see, they were cowards all along, and it's but, like I yeah. don't think they would. Natalia, sort of a modern Hayes Code yeah. sort of thing. Natalia yeah. hijacks a helicopter pretty much off screen for no, mm-hmm. like, not. Because uh, <laughs> it's cool. Just it. it's cool. It's she fucking like flies next to the thing to to pick Bond up. It's a lot like fucking um, Cloud City, actually. Mm. Um, oh yeah, good and, point. Uh, the backdrop is. Uh, yeah, I I also made that exact remark that it looked like. <laughs> yeah, this is looking mad. Bespin. Um, <laughs> she, Cloud City, <laughs> Detroit Cloud City. Bond jumps Yo. to the fucking helicopter. Uh, and then the antenna falls, crushing the still alive and screaming Alec mm-hmm. beneath it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a make sure it's a really violent, dead. violent death yeah. uh, to portray on screen and prolonged too. He is um, very dead. He's he's so fucking dead. Bitch made. Uh, also, well, we weren't sure the last Boris. time with him. So. <laughs> Boris, Boris is killed. Uh, he, he he has this thing of when he wins something, he says, "I am invincible." Uh, he says, "I am invincible," having survived the explosion. Bunch of liquid nitrogen goes off behind him, and he is frozen into a cube. Uh, which 
Yeah, fine. Um, I love that this this movie is simultaneously too graphic in the bits I don't give a shit about, and then refuses to go far enough in the bits that would be fun. Like he doesn't shatter. You don't freeze an entire motherfucker in liquid nitrogen and then not <laughs> shatter him. But they do. They just freeze him and no, then they just, cut they just to the next replace, scene. And I'm like, yeah, shatter they replace, him. They replace him with fucking uh, like uh, the same guy, but in, in all blue makeup. <laughs> And a bunch of like plastic icicles. Anyway, I it would Golden be Eye, but sick. I call on it to go further. We, we, we now approach <laughs> the funniest line in Fuck, the movie, and it's in, it's in the Grisenko. dying seconds, right? Because B- Bond, <laughs> so, so Bond and Natalia are like fucking in a field, and Bond is like, ah, oh, there's nobody around for like 25 miles. At this point, we find out that Jack Wade, chair of JW Pepper has once again invaded Cuba with the US Marine Corps. <laughs> and they're there with fucking helicopters. They're there with a bunch of guys in ghillie suits. Uh, did, the uh, ghillie suit reveal is so fucking funny as the, the ground so comes to life. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, but then we get the single best line <laughs> in the fucking movie. One, <laughs> one that is essentially just looking into camera and saying 9-11 will never happen because offhandedly, remember they're in Cuba, um... Wade says, "This is so good." They're kind of like they've been broken up mid-sex, and so he says, "Maybe you two would like to finish debriefing each other at Guantanamo." Hmm? <laughs> yeah, the implication no is like you're both going to a prison now to be tortured the rest of your lives. Like that's the implication. He's like, ah, well, the CIA is just going to like torture you now for no reason. Maybe you'd like to debrief each other at Guantanamo. In Guantanamo. In, uh, I I hooted. I mm-hmm. hollered. Mm. Uh, to be I, fair, we should probably explain what Guantanamo is because some of our, our listeners might not know oh, what hate, that is. I hate Obama, that. I hate Obama that. did close it down um, in my, <laughs> my belief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not in the middle of opening a second one or anything for migrants. <laughs> he made good on his promise to shut that one down. Really, really getting that. into the sort of uh, George W. Bush era leftism joke of waterboarding at Guantanamo Bay sounds like a lot of fun if you don't know what either of those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, like the that's, one that's the same Barack Obama who, who uh, did not deport more people than any other president in history and definitely did not massively expand a program of drone warfare that killed a lot of civilians. That's right, Abby. I never learned to read. We have a science-based <laughs> system on this podcast. We do, um, because that's the movie. That's the movie, baby. That's the movie, that's baby. That's the golden eye. We have, as the, we, as the nice. saying goes, that's the golden eye. The man mm. with the golden eye. This having Very run long because it's the most eye. ideological fucking Bond movie, and we couldn't not spend almost two hours talking about it. How I mean, could we, we were not? mainly talking about the horny, but we do have a science-based system. We call a it the science-based system. That's the royal way, listener. I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> <The> smarm, <laughs> cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. That's right. I think Smarm on this one is like a medium to high. He does have quite a lot of yeah, lines. Yeah, the, like the a- fucking frequent flyer yeah. miles. Um, he whips it back out again. You know what? Dalton was a low smarm bond, but mm-hmm. this motherfucker. I would I think say like a God. four or a five. I'd, I'd, I'd say, oh, I, I, because I know it can get so much worse. I think mm. it might be as, as low as a four. Because I think we've scored, um, I think we've scored Moors even at like four. So that seems fair to me. Yeah, Octopussy was a four. Yeah, I think it's on a level with Octopussy in terms of smarm. Do we agree? Mm, to keep you in curry oh. for a while. Yeah. Racist asshole. Cultural insensitivity. Yeah. 
Cultural insensitivity. Well, I mean, unless you really count like Russians and Scots are basically the same people, uh, at accents interchangeable. It, it, yeah. Pretty, pretty low. I mean, yeah. racism against uh, Nazi collaborator Cossacks. I feel like it's on the level with like making fun of Italians. To me personally, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, hey, here's what I'll say. <laughs> They don't. They're not racist to any people of color because guess what? There are no people of color in this Ooh, entire. Oh, that's true. Movie. That's true. Is the erasure goddamn is, one? Is the erasure and insensitivity in itself, or is it better that they hadn't? Because we know they would have been more insensitive had they included oh. them. I. That's similar to our stance of Idris Elba shouldn't play Bond because no one should. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's still insensitive, but you're right. Not. You're right. It's it, it is weird that there aren't any. Okay, yeah. I, and they go to Cuba. <laughs> they go to they invade Cuba, are a which is minority. A, a, arguably, very very culturally insensitive majority, to yeah. invade a country. Oh no, no sorry, um, I miss it. Yeah. Uh, let's say I don't know. Do you want to say like a th- three or four, maybe? Is that is that for just? Uh, yeah, hard to say. I think I think it would be a lower baseline because yeah. like four is over half. Because yeah. you're right, you're right. Yeah, okay, fine. We Th- fucked ourselves by making this up to seven Shit. because whenever yeah. we're Fuck. thinking of a low number, we go to four, and when yeah. we think of a high number, we go to <laughs> okay, four. Okay, so it's it's got to be like two or three then. Yeah, I'm happy for two. How do we feel? Two, two. I think two. Okay, I think uh, a baseline level of excuse. Now, is two. now, uh, meanwhile, blowing it out of the park on this one. Unprovoked violence. Well, it's down from Matthew, the Matthew, you are holding one. up uh, seven fingers there. Yeah, he, he drops the villain from a height of several hundred feet and then drops a satellite on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He explodes. That's murder. Yep. He shoots his way and out of murder. the base where, filled with people that are arguably his allies. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yep. He kill. He does kill a lot of people. Plus, like, there's it's genuinely huge, a bit. It, there's a little bit in the tank scene. Where um they they try to like work around this, but like he does just drive the tank over an occupied cop car at yeah, one point. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah. Well, that is based. Actually, you can, yeah. you, can, you, you you can say that it's based, but it is still pretty unprovoked and violent to just kill. Yeah, it is to just flatten two cops mm. instantly. How do we feel about a six? I think I could go to six. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're in the Craig years yet because we know we have the like the sort of uh, the, the signifiers of you know it isn't real violence you know the oh, the guns true. have infinity bullets and you know we don't see many people get shot but Alec Trevelyan going out like that you know boosts it way up there so that for yeah, me okay. it's a six and misogyny um well I mean there's. Uh, the fucking chase scene, right? Where there's there's two kinds of women: wibbly English repressed women and like uh, yeah, sexy dangerous women. That's mm-hmm. pretty misogynistic. Of course, dear. The fucking a woman shit about M is pretty misogynistic. M- money, and, like, money, just, money, sexual harassment. Just, but actually, it's cool. Just saying that it's misogynistic doesn't make it not misogynistic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it kind of tries to cheat. Are you yeah. deduct- are you deducting points for the having cake eating it factor? Or not? I don't know. I here's the thing. I I don't think we're I don't think we can weight them by hypocrisy, right? Because if we started doing that, they would be an eight for every single category for every movie. Unless you're Slava Zizek and you believe that disavowal is a key part of continuing the behavior. We're getting into yeah, the Bond, Bond, is, Bond, Bond is doing like Davo shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
please welcome the fifth host. Bond is on Twitter complaining about how Money Penny is like abusing and harassing him. Um, so how do we? Feel? I think it's like pretty pretty high. How do we feel about five, six? Want to go higher? I I I, I, hmm, I I think for the fact of having the the way that they fucking treat a woman, M six six. It's got to be six because it's like uh, it it like. The fucking Moore movies made a more cogent attempt to deal with feminism as a joke, right? Mm. Like, there's a bit where Roger Moore goes, no, it's women's lib, they're letting them do anything these days. Mm. And mm. that's that's less fucking venomous than you're a misogynist dinosaur, 007, but also you're too based, so we can't fire you. Mm-hmm. Are we in agreement for six? I hate that motherfucker. Yeah, okay. So fuck, I hate him so much, dude. That brings us to a total of 18, which is pretty, pretty bang in the middle average for Bond. Pretty, pretty solid start. Which is strange because it's not an average Bond movie. No, it's exceptionally good, I think. It's my favorite. It's it's very good. It's very interesting. There's a lot to sort of for us to talk about, which is why we're fucking not letting ourselves be edited for this one. It's horny. it's it's horny as shit. Um, it, it, it you know it talks about like England and Britain and its legacy specifically, mm-hmm. but it's the British got betrayed them. Themes. It's got themes. It's got, it's got, got themes babies' first it. themes. They really try a themes category. All the other movies get zero, and this gets a seven. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. and I call it the T scum. Nope. 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 Sorry. Take us out, Alice. We what have... are we doing next time? <laughs> no, we have two things we have to hand out. Oh, okay. Uh, I we hate, have I hate a all school assemblies. We have a Kronstein rosette to hand out for Full an colors. unappreciated villain. Um. I want to nominate Urimov's driver. <laughs> Who really does his oh, best? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He does, we he don't does know what do. happens to him either. Gets crushed by a tank, I don't know. Um, Maybe Bond fucks him out of existence off screen. <laughs> I, I, I think that's Yo. a good night cross, is mm-hmm. Caroline, unnamed psychiatrist, for getting Ooh. fucked Wib- off screen. Wibbly Caroline. <laughs> Wibbly Car. <laughs> Who makes a noise like. <laughs> she becomes <laughs> the woman. <laughs> what about the admiral that Xenia fucks and kills? Oh, he does go out like a king, is the thing. That's true. He was very appreciated. He goes out smiling. For what? Purpose are we handing out the good guy cross? <laughs> well, listen, there's, yeah, not, many, there's not many good guys fucked. who go above and what? beyond the call of duty. No, Whippy Car- Yeah, yeah, Whippy Okay, Car- wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. No, I have one, right? He's not technically a good character, but he is on Bond's side, right? And it's uh, w- one of Zukovsky's goons, right? Because Zukov- <laughs> Zukovsky goes, uh, do you, oh, do you, I know exactly do you, goes you rhetorically, do you know how long the fucking winter is in Russia? And one of his guys, brackets autistic, goes, well, really, it depends on the... And yeah. Zukovsky has to tell him to shut up. That guy gets the good night cross. Mm-hmm. Fine. As long as we hand one out, I'm not going to argue with you about who I will yeah, actually. That guy. Future. That guy. Give it to give it sure. to Hughes Sandwich. Guy <laughs> who knows how long the winter lasts in Russia. That's our good night cross winner, boys. Thank you. Oh my god! Do we have anything else to say about this movie? No. After two hours, it rules. Thank no, you for thank you for watching. It, it, it rules, Matty. If the people want more Matty Lubchansky content, where can they find you? 
Yeah. In addition to my continuing assault on the Alice Caldwell Kelly cinematic universe of podcasts right. his last That's two right. weeks, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lubchansky. Uh, and you can find uh, my book, The Antifella Super Soldier Cookbook, in stores or on Silver Sprockets website. Hell yeah. James Bond will return in <sighs> Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. R.I.P. to you guys. Do we have a, a guest lined up for that one, or is that no, no, we don't have a guest for that one. Unless we do for the last. Watch, watch this space. What if Rupert Murdoch was evil? Thank you we for have listening. One lined up. We might have one by the time you we have to it. been kill James Bond. Here is our theme song. Thank you for listening to the final episode of Kill James Bond. Now that all three of the hosts have been replaced by Matty Lepchansky, um, we're going to try to find a way to continue going. We might sue them, or maybe the rights to publish under the name Kill James Bond. We'll see um, what our options are. We are talking to lawyers um, at the moment. But... Other than that, that was a wonderful episode. And if you'd like more wonderful episodes, you can head on over to our Patreon, where we upload bonus episodes on the interstitial weeks between the free feed releases. So, of course, in two weeks' time, on the free feed, you will see Kill James Bond returning for Die Another Day, maybe? I don't actually know what the next Brosnan movie is. Um... But next week on the Patreon, you will find our episode on the movie Ronin, starring an absolute fucking smorgasbord of wonderful actors. It's a truly fantastic film, um, and it is one of Alice's favorite films of all time, and she was very excited to make us watch it. So tune in for that. It's a great discussion. It's a great movie. But of course, since I've mentioned Patreon, we would be nothing without our 15 pounds and above patrons and those are of course Forks Winchester, Jack Holmes, Paint McCarla, George Rohack, Thomas Oberhart, Sol, Xenia on a top uh, and in brackets photoerotic asphyxiation, very nice, Nikki, Carolyn Tangersley, Benno Rice, Max Gamenhart, Amanda Rugder, Kit Devine, Sydney Steckel, Holiday, Jay Martindale, Mothman, Jack Bushel, Kentucky Fried Commie, Field Commissar, Jen Jen, Big Titty Goth Girl, Trip, Timothy Pajoni, Top O, Larry Kins, Hell Bloodhands, Varad Sukut, uh, Elizabeth Cox, Zoe Shepard, Alfredo, Jonas Schwamberger, Avery Darling, Richard Drumrail, Leo David, Wickram Ratner, James Knapman, Robbie Morgan, Josh Simmons, Kinu92, and Millie. This has been Kill James Bond. Our producer is Nate Bethay. Our podcast art, and indeed our guest this time, was Matty Lipchansky. And our website is by Tom Allen. See ya. <laughs>